You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Big meaty men slapping me. Good ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Randall Beatley, and uh, we're going to do a quick Survivor Series War Games review show, as promised, um, and then we're going to go talk about um, some of the other things that we have missed in the last couple weeks. Um in the last week or so since I've done a true episode, <clears throat> excuse me, of this podcast. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into reviewing the show, Survivor Series. Um, can I say I was right? I said in my, re- my preview show that this was going to be a C-plus show and nothing more. And that's exactly what it was. It wasn't bad. Like, there was interesting parts, entertaining parts of it. But you could definitely see that the main focus of this pay-per-view were the two War Games matches. And more importantly, and more uh, definitely, they took a big, big... um, Uh, they took a large amount of time to really focus on them. The main focus I felt from this show in the build and the execution was the men's war games match. Um, So we started with, and I figured this is how the card would go. I don't like that this is how the card went um, because I thought, I'm not a big fan of, of the war game sort of like book ending the show. You start with the women's, you end with the men's, you put the three other matches in between. I'm just, I felt like the women's war games match needed. And again, I understand that the beginning of the show is an important spot on the card because it sets the energy, but that's like co-main event to me. Like I felt like, and maybe not co-main event, but, but, but this also shows that this was the only match that could have gone there because nothing else would have really interested the crowd to pump them up to set the stage for the rest of the show. Um, so we get the women's war game and Bianca's team wins. Becky picks up the pin and and there to me there's nothing that comes out of this. Yay, we get we get Bianca as the winner, but you could have created a literal story going into Royal Rumble. Have Rhea Ripley pin Bianca Belair. Have Rhea pin Bianca. And then the story going into Royal Rumble for Bianca, you have the match already set. 
is Bianca versus Rhea for the championship. Um, in which you could have some sort of Charlotte Flair into uh, uh, Charlotte Flair either debut and win the Rumble, or or come back and, re- and win the Rumble, or have Charlotte interfere in that match in some way, and you could literally have set up. Um, you could have literally set up um, a triple threat for Mania, which they they like to do their triple threats in the women's division at, at WrestleMania. For, so you had an easy one here. Bianca could have beaten both of them. Rhea could have beaten both of them at Mania. Char- just because Charlotte's in the picture doesn't necessarily mean that Charlotte should win. I absolutely in no means... But a win over Charlotte Flair, even though she hasn't been here in a while, is still like you just beat a 13-time, 14-time champion. I don't even know how many she has at this point, to be honest, right? <clears throat> so, I, I just wish that, like, I wish there was a different result. Um... Because I don't see, and again, I haven't watched Draw yet. I'm actually going to watch that later today. Um, it is Tuesday when I'm re- recording this, by the way. Um, I have it recorded. I'm going to watch Raw probably after I record this, to be honest. Um, and I didn't watch Raw on purpose. Because I wanted to get this episode done without having like what happened on Raw in the back of my mind. Right? Um, so we'll watch Raw. And at some point in the midweek, when we get when I get caught up on all the rest, I'm behind. I, I'm behind a week. I've watched SmackDown and, and Raw from last week, but NXT I didn't watch. AEW I didn't watch. I probably won't watch those two because I've seen a lot of what, the main things that I wanted to see from those those shows and just reviews on TikTok and stuff. So I'm behind with this episode of Raw. We'll, and we'll talk about some of the other stuff that happened last week um, at the end of the show. I just wish that the woman, the, the other people I didn't care about, literally the only thing that I cared about was the finish, and it should have been Rhea um, pinning Bianca Belair to set up a match at Rumble to set up a bigger match at WrestleMania. If you want Charlotte and Bianca, that's fine. But make it a triple threat. To where one, Charlotte doesn't have to be pinned. So if you're going to go in there and Charlotte isn't going to win the belt and Bianca's going to win, don't pin Charlotte. Pin Rhea. Because that's not going to ruin Rhea's credibility. Because Rhea um, isn't in the threshold of the women's title picture. Right? She only got in there because she pinned Bianca, right? Um, and that's the weird thing about Rhea. What, what sphere is she in? Right? Because it seems like she's working with the Judgment Day, and that's it. And she's not competing with the women's division, so she won't be a champion, which is a, a sphere I don't like her in. Um, if we're going to do, like, like we, we can do factions. I actually am a proponent of having, like, four factions in that represent like sort of like a new Japan method. I like that new Japan has like seven, they have like four factions, at least when I watch, I don't watch anymore. I used to watch like wrestle kingdom and, and stuff. I don't watch it anymore. Um, 
but they had like um, Bullet Club and um, Los Los. I'm I'm not even know how to pronounce it. Los Ingenobles. I'm assuming is how it's pronounced. Um, and they had some other factions as well, and everyone sort of represented a faction. I would love if WWE did. I thought that that was a good idea. Have like f- have the Bloodline as a faction. Judgment Day as a faction. Bullet Club, like. If we're going to, like, especially if, like, we could use, like, the real Bullet Club. Now, that we wouldn't be able to because Bullet Club probably wouldn't be allowed on TV. Um, But the OC, have them bring in Bullet Club members. You know, if, if, if something like that. Create some factions and have them represent each other. Um, and that's a great way to tell storyline. Um, and... Y'all are gonna be oh, you're yeah. I'm praising New Japan. They did they do something good with that, and I think that WWE could benefit from having people like represent these factions. And there's ways you could tell stories and and stuff like that. Because the greatest thing that have come out of WWE in the last two years has been the story of the Bloodline as a faction. Right? Are you gonna remain loyal to? to us like Jay are you going to remain loyal to me like it literally started out with Reigns beating the shit out of Jay to teach him loyalty and now we're at the point where we're at right now where everyone is sort of on the same page and we'll talk about that at the end of this reaction now I don't remember which match came next I think it was uh was it Finn and Finn and AJ I was just complete like the match wasn't bad but I said in my re- my preview show, excuse me, my preview show, the only way they could really justify to me having this match happen is if they brought out real members of the Bullet Club and we we started some sort of feud or something. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, this match didn't need to happen, and it, 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 and my big thing against it is that the entire feud was you know, three on three or four on four, you brought back Mia Yim to sort of take care of Rhea and she hasn't taken care of anything. She attacked her when you debuted her, but there hasn't been a real, really a match that she really fought Rhea. Like this could have easily been a four on four match when anytime Rhea was tagged in, Mia had to get in. And that's how you sort of Stop Rhea, right? You could have done that. Um, I personally think, this is just my personal opinion, I personally think Triple H thought that Sasha and Naomi were, would be back for Survivor Series, and so he had to add people to the team that weren't originally planned. Um, that's 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 honestly my take on it. So speaking of Sasha, I don't have much to say about AJ and Finn. Their match was okay. It's exactly what I expected it to be. Congratulations to AJ Styles on winning your first pay per view match in what seems like three years. Um, but. Let's move on to Ronda versus Shotzi, which we knew would be a god-awful match. Um, 
So first off, the reports are that the crowd was cheering, we want Sasha, so loud they turned the mics off. If you don't know this, WWE enhances the sound of the crowd by putting mics in, in, the, in the stands. They had to turn those off to, um, to stop you from hearing the We Want Sasha chants, which is insane. Now, I understand from a production reason why you would turn that off, because Sasha's not there. You're not getting Sasha. It's a distraction, right? But at the same time, that's insane. That's insane. That I, mean, I, I guess the fans want Sasha. Now, I get it. It was Boston. But do you guys really want Sasha that bad? I don't. If uh, I agree with Ronda. She t- I don't know if she tweeted it and then deleted it or whatnot, but apparently she tweeted something like, keep cheering her name um, during my matches. At least I've been here while she ran away. How many times does Sasha get to just quit and, and go away and then expect, like, since she left, I haven't missed her. Would it be great to have her? Yeah, she would be a great addition, but she's not needed for the show to continue on. You know who's needed? Charlotte. Because I agree. So there's this big thing with Ronda right now. Of It's trending. Hashtag fire Ronda Rousey. And I don't understand why. <clears throat> I don't want her fired. I just don't think she needs to be champion. Because I agree with a lot of people. She's not a good champion. I think she would be very good in the tag specter with, with, with Shayna um, but she doesn't need to be a main focus. But the problem is, is we don't have that big draw when Charlotte leaves. And and there isn't anyone on SmackDown who can be taken realistically as champion other than Ronda Rousey. Maybe Shayna, but we ha- they haven't booked Shayna worth a shit. Um, uh, my thing with Shayna is at least she can wrestle. I, I get it. Ronda Rousey cannot perform in, as a professional wrestler, right? And her spectacle, her like her her all from her UFC career died when we saw her twice in a row get her face pounded in, right? All she has, all she had in the UFC was an arm bar, and all she has here, she does the ankle lock, she does the arm bar, and she does a little that little like slam, and Piper's pit, right? Which isn't even her move. Which I'm not upset that she stole a move or whatever. Um, I just... I don't think she's good. And then you put her in the ring with Shotzi. Which I need to talk about Shotzi here. Because a lot of people are like, oh, Shotzi's so bad. No, 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 no. Because Shotzi didn't fuck up in NXT. I've been a huge Shotzi fan since the day she got her NXT contract. She got her NXT contract in Atlanta at an Evolve show. The next night, the Evolve was in Charlotte at a show that I went to. I saw Shotzi wrestle live there, and she was fantastic, right? I, it was the first time I've ever heard of Shotzi, seen Shotzi, but I immediately, big fan, right? And I... Pretty certain that was her last Evolve show before going to the Performance Center. Right? So, and then she, she was on NXT and she became a star. She didn't mess up. 
You know what the problem is? Is on the main roster, you're feeding Shotzi to someone who, especially with Ronda, who doesn't match Shotzi. Shotzi runs the luchador fast-paced style, and you're feeding her to someone who does submissions, strong style type 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 wrestling the two styles clash and neither of them I'll be honest Shotzi needs to do some work she's not perfect but but no one in the industry is perfect right but Ronda I'm assuming Ronda being the heel because typically heels call the matches Ronda this is sort of the same situation that I talked about with Britt versus Soraya Britt can't call the match because she's not talented enough to to guide someone through that match, through a match. And I don't think Ronda is good enough to guide someone, th- especially someone of a different style than her, through a match, right? When Ronda faced Charlotte, they looked somewhat decent because Charlotte was able to guide Ronda through the match, right? And sort of tell her what to do while they're going and, and performing, right? I don't think Ronda is good enough to sort of guide Shotzi, and I don't think Shotzi necessarily is able to change her style. I mean, she is what she is, and she's good at what she does when she's wrestling someone. Like, if you feed her to... Someone like Bailey. Bailey could, could can wrestle that style. Sasha could wrestle that style. Even Becky could wrestle that. Style. I think I think if we would have put Becky versus Shotzi, if that was the match, that would have been a fantastic match. But Shotzi, ever since she's been on the main roster, has just been fed to people who don't match her style. And and that and then everyone complains, oh Shotzi's dangerous. Eh, no. That that the, the latter match, yeah, where there's some dangerous parts in it, yes. But then again, it's a ladder match. It's supposed to, like it. No one got hurt. We're not going to blame Shotzi for that, right? I don't understand the hate on Shotzi because the the booking feature to people who don't know her style and don't wrestle her style and can't guide her through that match like the heel is supposed to do, right? Um. And then we get the triple threat for the United States Championship between Seth Rollins, and Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley. And immediately, like first off, Austin Theory comes out, and I, something, excuse me, something was different about his Tron when his music started playing. And I told my friends that I was watching with, I was like, "What the hell is wrong with his Tron? Did they did, did they gave him did they give him new Tron?" And then all of a sudden, I realized this dude is literally advertising Beyblade during his entrance. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, this is a different level of rock bottom. Like, I had a friend there who didn't even realize Beyblades were still a thing. Right? That was a thing when I was a kid. And they were popular as shit. I, didn't, I, I mean, I knew they were still a toy because I go to the toy department all the time looking for, like, Hot Wheels cars because I collect them. Um, but... It, uh, 
to me, that was just like, oh, shit. Like, he's at this point in his career. Like, I always said something. Oh, he's... I said something in my preview. I don't think he's at rock bottom yet. And I'm going to have to eat that because of the result of this match. Um, But, like, immediately Bobby and Seth throw him out of the ring. They have their part of the match. I don't really remember most of it. I didn't give it the second watch like I do most pay-per-views. It just wasn't worth it. At the end, Austin Theory won the United States Championship. Um, And I... I don't know how I feel about it. I really don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's been, what, three days, two days, two and a half days since it happened, and I still haven't really thought about what I actually... I don't care about this finish. It doesn't hurt my feelings. The one good thing that it does is it allows, if they want to book it, Seth Rollins to go after Roman Reigns. If I'm Seth Rollins, I'm going to SmackDown on Friday and I'm calling out Roman Reigns and saying you've 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 ran from me enough. You've ran away from me long enough. I want a match at the Royal Rumble. That's what I would do if I'm Seth Rollins. Because I mean Seth is literally uh, uh, what Seth and Sheamus and Gunther, I think are the only three guys that I could see as legitimate competitors. That Roman hasn't faced yet. Um, but I don't think that's the story. Then we'll actually talk about what I think is going to happen. But if I'm Seth, I'm asking for a match. I don't know where they put Seth at. Because I don't think he's going to wrestle Roman. Um, I just don't think he's going to wrestle Roman. I think they've got their... their um, They've got their all their eggs in the basket of Cody Rhodes coming back, winning Royal Rumble, and I think Cody Rhodes wins Mania match against Roman. And th- I think they put all their eggs in the basket that Cody Rhodes were going to book him as a super babyface, and they were going to have him defeat Roman at some point leading up to Rumble um, bef- like in the last couple months, bef- but the injury sort of sidelined those ideas and they haven't figured out who's going to beat Roman yet. Um, yeah, but this triple threat, like I said, I don't have much to say about it. So let's go and talk about the main event. This is the only match that really mattered that had people interested anyway. The, um, men's war games match. Um, <clears throat> so you get the cool spot where Jay starts in the the um, what he started against Butch and then Ridge came in and then you got the timer went off and you assumed based on how they were positioned in the cage that Jimmy would be the next one out Jimmy stepped out of the cage Roman tapped him and said no Sammy's going right so now it's Ridge and Butch versus Sammy and Jay and this was sort of like the test for Sammy are you going to turn on us Right, because we could, because honestly, let's just be like, let's think about this strategically in a war, right? If if Sammy goes out there and he turns on Jay, he can't trust Jay. Jay can't trust him, and right, you can recover from that, you know, with three more people in the cage. But if Sammy was the last one to go, or the the one right before Roman to go, and he waits to turn, you may not be able to recover from it, right? So, if, if Sammy was going to turn on something, maybe he would turn on Jay. 
That's strategically, this was the test, right? <clears throat> good, good. It was a good overall match. It was a war games match. It is what it, it, it was what it was. I'm not particularly big on the gimmick because there's too much going on at times that you don't get the focus on everything that's going on. And there's a lot of action that happens during the War Games match that really doesn't mean much, if not anything. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of the gimmick. I'd rather... This is essentially Elimination Chamber with teams without the eliminations. Right? So I would rather have Elimination Chamber, which we're going to get in February. But I would rather have that rather than War Games. Um, but I think like Triple H loves the idea of war games. It's his little baby that he brought in NXT. Um, and you can have it. That's fine. I get it. I'm just not a big fan of the gimmick. Um, cause 99% of what happens during the match isn't actually part of the match because the bell doesn't ring to everyone's in the ring. So I just, I just wish you started with everyone in the ring and then do elimination. It would make a lot more sense to me there. Um, especially with it being like Survivor Series. Because that's what this missed. Was who's the sole survivor. That's what Survivor Series missed for me. You could do war games. But change the rules a little bit. Change the gimmick a little bit. If it... If you were going to do Survivor Series War Games, have the two rings with the big cage and the War Games matches, but say, you know, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to change it up a little bit. It's going to be elimination, right? It's going to be an elimination match. And, right? And, and sort of make it sort of the elimination chamber and so people enter the ring, but the match starts and you, you, right, you can get pinned or submitted before everyone's in the ring, but there's eliminations, right? So let's just say you're at the point where like it was Sammy, Jay, Butch, and uh, Ridge, and Ridge got pinned. He could be eliminated. The match isn't over, and then another part like, and, and then the, you just you just continue with the bringing people in, and and then you can have like Soul Survivor. Um, because leading up, like I I just think of Survivor Series as, you know, <coughs> excuse me, the elimination matches that we've had forever. Like I hate that we took that away. To bring in this this to what I would consider a stupid gimmick match, um, where Survivor Series used to mean something, at least make War Games mean something, like the the winner or the winning team or, or something. And, and so, if you did like War Games with the cage and the rings and made it elimination sole survivor, and then the sole survivor gets like a title shot, hey, guess what? That makes sense. That makes that that makes the gimmick means something. I just felt like none of these matches meant anything. Um, the story, though, that we did get out of the men's war game is Sammy chose to, as Michael Cole said, sell his soul 
to the bloodline as he attacked Kevin Owens to help them win. Now, I don't think this is over. Um, I think at Rumble, I think at Rumble, Kevin faces, um, at the Rumble, Kevin faces Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, of course, is going to win. I think this leads to Elimination Chamber, um, where we're either going to get in the Chamber match for the men's title and Sammy's going to win, or Sammy's going to do something. Um, and Sammy's going to end up winning the title off of Roman. I can see that happening. Um, maybe you could have Sammy turn on the bloodline. Maybe Roman Reigns beats Owens, right? And they're celebrating and Sammy just couldn't deal with that. Couldn't deal with attacking his friends. And he attacks Roman, right? He attacks Roman, and that sets up the a match at Elimination Chamber, where Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns in Montreal. Like Sammy has to win. If Sammy's going to win it, it has to be in Montreal. It has to be. Um, and I think that makes the most sense, especially like if you can get like a Rock interference at some some way, shape, or form. I don't think Roman faces Rock at Mania. In fact, if you ask me what I think happens, I I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman. I don't think Sammy's going to win the title. I think he's going to get a match for it. I think he'll be part of some sort of match for it, how he, if he turns or if he doesn't. But I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at Mania, and that's where the run ends. I think that's where the run ends at Mania, with Cody Rhodes, you know, because there's two stories. You just, you know, the big baby faces beat the big heel. The problem is, is WWE, I think, like I said, put all their eggs in this one basket of Cody Rhodes being the big baby face that they haven't built up a solid competitor for Roman. The idea, <clears throat> like this is literally like the big idea, this is booking one-on-one, and I've never been a booker, but I understand storytelling, right? The idea, and because c- that's the, this is the big thing that bothers me with sort of the gatekeeping in, in the wrestling industry is, oh, you've never worked in the industry, so you can't tell me how to, how do you do the industry? I don't have to be a booker to tell you how to write a story. We all can tell stories, right? The idea of building the big villain is to build the big baby face, the big hero, to beat the villain. That's literally storytelling 101. That's literally, like, if, that's literally the crux of 99% of mythology, right? Let's just take world religion, right? And I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say whether religion is true or not. That if you believe what you want to believe, I'm not going to push my beliefs on you, right? But if you take a, a look at the crux of a lot of religion or mythologies, right? There was this big evil that need that needed to be fixed, and there was this big baby face, the a big hero that came and saved the day, right? The purpose, like. If you read the Bible, 
as a story rather than as like religious text and you follow the story, the storyline is of, you know, God created everyone imperfect, man messed up and sinned. And there's this big evil called sin that we see mess things up along the storyline and then the big the, the hero god himself comes down and defeats the evil right but but you had to introduce the evil in the storyline and show how it ravishes humanity for the good to even make sense right so if you build a if you build a baby face and there's not a a uh a uh, evil character that he has to defeat, then you, then you're not really building anything because there's no reason to have a hero if there's not an enemy, right? But if you build like WWE is doing now, if you build this big enemy without building an even competent uh, hero, then you're only building half the story. And I really felt that they've put all their eggs in this Cody Rhodes basket. And if he doesn't do it, I don't know who does. I don't know who does. Um, is it Seth Rollins? Is that why they're turning him babyface? But I don't like Seth as a babyface because Seth was the hero that you could cheer. He was the Joker, right? I'm I'm willing to say the Joker's probably probably the most liked character in the Batman series. Do people really like Batman? Or do they only like Batman because he defeats the enemy? But I really think the most liked character, if you asked anyone who's a fan of that, I'm not a big fan of that that universe, um, so I'm not really in the know. Um, but if you ask anyone who their favorite character in the Batman series are, I'm willing to bet Joker is going to be said by a few, if not most of them. I'm not willing to say a majority, but I'm... Uh, it, It'll be close to Batman or Joker, right? If, who who do you like more, Batman or Joker? I'm willing to, to to estimate that Joker probably by most of them would would be the the favorite character because people like to cheer for guys like that, especially when you get the backstory of the 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 Joker movie that just came out where he's like, you know, when you have that backstory to understand why he's the insane guy that he is, and you can sympathize with him. Now people like tell him that that movie was simply created to get empathy for the Joker character. May again, I understand why he's crazy, right? Um. So, I mean, the Bloodline is the best story to be told in the last decade in wrestling. In all of wrestling. I'm 100% guaranteed. Like, I'm, I stand by that. The Bloodline is the best story in all of wrestling over the last decade. Um, but if you don't have that hero to, to end it, it's all for nothing. Because as much as I love Roman Reigns, as much as I love the Bloodline, there has to be a payoff to this. You can't just sort of have it go their separate ways. You can't just sort of have... Is Sammy going to be the big baby face? He's loved. Is he playing games with the with, with the bloodline right now? Is he sort of like a Trojan horse? Is he, uh, right? That could be one story. That could be the story. And I would be happy with it. 
But you need a payoff. You need a payoff. This can't just sort of end randomly. You need a payoff to the storyline. That makes sense. And, 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 yeah. Um, outside of that, let's talk about some of the other wrestling things. Um, script showed up last week. It's Reggie in a mask. And he does some weird, like, handwriting scene. I'm not a big fan of it. You already lost me on the gimmick. Um, that's all I really wanted to talk about with that episode of NXT. Um, I think I already expressed my feelings on the Elite in my preview video. If not, let me just give you a... I think they're immature. I think they 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 say one thing. Kenny Omega said, let's put the CM Punk stuff behind us, let it go. But then the next night or the next week in Chicago, he goes out and, and, and mocks CM Punk. I just think the EVPs are complete, unprofessional, immature, honestly, ass wipes. And I could spend a whole episode telling you why I would defend CM Punk in this situation. Um, and then I'll end that by saying if you think that this is a work, you're, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. This isn't a work. This is literally just the elite understanding that all they'll get as punishment for anything they do is a little slap on the wrist. And so they're going to go and do whatever they want to do. And no one's going to say anything against it because it's the elite. Right? And they saw what they did to CM Punk. Like, if anything, I believe that CM Punk is more innocent the more that the elite come at come after him. Right? I think the elite triggered him to his reaction. Because everyone knew that CM Punk has this has his limits, and if you continue to push his buttons, he's going to explode, which he did. And so I think that they took him there. I think that they they created the the fake news that he was the reason that Cabana got fired. I think with I think they then went on TV and went into business for themselves, which irritated Punk. I think they were scared that he was going to make actual change. He was scared that they were going to change their playground. So they got rid of him. They were they were afraid of him because he was the highest drawing power of the company. And if you support the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega in all of this, you're immature too. Like, how do you support immaturity? Like, even if this isn't true, like, let's just say CM Punk started this whole thing and the Young Bucks are telling the truth. Be professional about it. Let it go. Let it go. But no, you have EVPs. There's not an EVP for any other company in in the world, in any industry. There's not an EVP on the planet that would come to a meeting and mock an employee that they, they just let go who started who started drama and come in and, and add more to the fire. You, they wouldn't do it because they're professional. But see, Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson, they're wrestlers, absolutely. They love their Cirque du Soleil shit. But they're not professional. Right? You're a professional wrestler. That doesn't mean... Go and act like a little kid. That means act like a professional. A lot of people in this industry, a lot of people in the wrestling industry have have aced the wrestling part. But they have failed at being professional. 
Be professional, man. That's all. Like, whether or not you side with CM Punk or not, be professional, right? Going out there and mocking him and doing his moves in Chicago and all, it's not a work. It's just three unprofessional ass wipes who think that they're, like, doing something important in the business, but really they're just making themselves look like unprofessional ass wipes. That, that's all it is. Um, that's really all that I really wanted to talk about. Deadline is a week from Saturday. It's the 10th of December, NXT Deadline. I think there is a uh, Ring of Honor show that night, as, that, that day as well, like 4 p.m. for the Ring of Honor show. And then that night is NXT Deadline. Um, at some point, so I'm going to do a Deadline preview and review. Those are definitely planned, but at some point by the end of this year, I will have my best of the year moments um, with WWE's year essentially over outside of deadline, which I don't think will have any like match of the year candidates or anything. Um, So with the main roster year basically done for, um, for WWE as well as AEW's last event, last pay-per-view is over and I'm sure they'll have some banger matches on TV but um, at some point in the next month there will definitely we will definitely have that episode posted of uh, best of the year if it's just me to be real quick if it's I'm gonna try to get my brother and my friend Cody on it because and get their opinions and have a great night with that show Um, we'll see what we can get done look forward to that episode um, other than that, we're, I'm still working on my, uh, book, book of the bloodline till WrestleMania. I want that on paper before I record it. That will be an episode that might be something that I start doing is like finish the storyline type thing. Um, we'll see. Well, um, after mania, I'm going to do like a book out from mania to mania of the title picture, depending on what happens. Um, and yeah, uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you for, for listening and I will see you on the next episode.